Hey, you guys, what is going on? Welcome to The Camera Adds 10 Pounds. I'm your host, Peter Sirs. I, I, do, I tell jokes, I do podcasts, and I do a lot of things. Um, do me a favor, you guys. If you happen to be listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can do it now or you can do it at the end of the podcast. Leave me a review. Rate it. Leave me a review. It will help me. And since you're listening, I know you want to help me. So that's that. Um, you guys, I just wanted to say that everyone, if you've ever listened to one episode, which this one counts too, um, just thank you. I really appreciate you. Um, I really enjoy doing this. It's been kind of my uh, one of my saving graces over this last year when the world caught on fire was just you know being able to talk and you know talk about what I was feeling and how the world. I mean, if if you guys, if you guys want to go down a rabbit hole, if you're new to this podcast, you know go back to some of the podcasts from like March, April, May, and then when I went out to Oklahoma and just like I mean. Man, <laughs> you guys stuck with it this far. Thank you very much. Uh, it got rough for a while, but you know the the light at the end of the tunnel is is there. We can see it. Places are opening up. Even even places back home in LA are opening up, which is exciting. And you know it's it's only gonna you know knock on wood, but it's only gonna get better from here. So I just want to say thank you for bearing with me. If you're listening to this, it really means a lot. Um, I have a guest today, and my guest, uh, she's one of the, uh, I think I have, I want to say three people that have been on the podcast three times, and this is one of them. She is, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk, I'm sure we'll, I might forget it though in the interview. So, um, she, meeting her set off my journey into stand-up. You know, I've always wanted to be a stand-up. Forever, you know, I I had a book that I bought years ago that was like how to be a stand-up comic, something like that, by Judy Carter, and uh, it was a strange, not strange, but like you know, a series of events that led me to meet this young lady, and she invited me to a comedy show, and it was through watching her comedy show that I realized that I should try to do it. I should, I owe it to myself at this point, you know, I. I, I I met her at at a time at my in my life when I was a little lost and not not unlike you know this pandemic, but the pandemic was different because that was out of my hands. But anyway, um, and then she kind of encouraged me and pushed me in the right direction, and here we are, you know, still friends, and I'm still doing stand up, and it's I can't think of my life without it, and I can't picture me doing anything else. Um, I mean, this too, obviously, but this to me is like a part of stand up, you know, like every podcaster or every comic I don't think they have a podcast but I feel like a lot of them do and most of I feel like everyone should because we all have our own stories and you know there's only so much we can tell on stage in a 10 minute set or a 30 minute set or even an hour set you know so um it was really uh, cool that uh you know we've still been able to keep and she's doing great things that we're going to get into in this interview so um stand by for my guest she's got a brand new special available everywhere it's on it's on amazon it's on uh apple it's on um uh, honestly we'll probably talk about where else it is but um i watched it and i was so proud of her uh you know when the first time she came on the podcast you know she talked about doing this thing and or she had already done it and 
whatnot. And so now it's out, and it was like I said, I was really proud of her. I loved it. She is very well done, and I, I couldn't be more happy for her success. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, listen to my interview with my friend Natasha Pearl. Han- oh, by the way, her special on Amazon is called "I Was Supposed to Get Married Today." <laughs> it, it, like I said, it's more than Amazon, but anyway. Um, anyway, here comes Natasha Pearl Hansen. Uh, and okay, we are live um, again through the miracles of the internet. Um, streaming or broadcasting <laughs> all the way from Madison, Wisconsin. Um, mm-hmm. You guys heard about her, but ladies and gentlemen, give it up for my friend, Natasha Pearl Hansen. Hi. Oh my gosh. It's, it's good to finally be doing this. We've, I had to I cancel on you like oh, two weeks in a row. I'm so I'm sorry. So, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry <sighs> too about your grandpa and everything. I'm sorry. Oh no. I mean, it just, it happens, you know, people, things happen. Life yeah. is life. <laughs> Thank you very much though. Um, what was I going to say? Um, so, okay. So you are the, there's only been three people that have been on my podcast three times. You're one of them. This is oh, your, sweet. Yeah. This is your third, this is your third time on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason I wanted it, well, I mean, obviously the, of the, you're my friend too, but um, the first time you were on, you had just shot. I was supposed to get married today. Yeah. And that was, June of 2019. Yeah, like two, almost two summers ago now. Almost two summers ago, yeah. Uh, And then obviously, you know, so it was obviously a work to get it into the right places that you had, a lot of work that you had to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, So first of all, I I talked about it in in, in the intro, but I loved it, Natasha. I thought that, you know, it was, we talked about it off air, but like, it was just so well done. I was, you know, I see, you know, we have, we're in comedy. So we see our friends on TV and whatever. And it's just like, you know, but it was different. Like you were, I was looking at it like, like you were like a star almost, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, this is, I don't even know this person. Uh, and it like, I mean, we can talk, you can talk about it, but uh, I was just, I was so proud of you and it was great. So let's talk Thank about you. Yeah. Every because like like I said when when uh when the first time you came on you had just done it but you couldn't talk about like kind of you couldn't talk about a lot of the stuff you know like for I don't know I guess for like you know for legal reasons or whatever yeah yeah well and I wasn't sure yet exactly where it was gonna land like right. I had an idea but um you know when I first shot it I just it's called I was supposed to get married today and it was shot on my canceled wedding day so like. <laughs> I had to, between the time we knew we weren't going to get married and the time that our wedding date was, it was a very short window of just like a couple weeks. A couple weeks. So, yeah, it was a couple weeks. So I got it. I got the production ready, got my director involved, like listed the tickets, like everything, like hustle, 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 um, and got it sold out like really quick, thankfully, because I'm from Madison. So I have a huge support system here. Um, so it was, you know, my, my friend, some of my friends and family, but a lot of it was just like people that are big fans of mine that either grew up with me or like have followed my career or just were in the Madison area. And so it was just kind of a nice blend of people. I really knew people I kind of knew people that I like had followed me for a long time. Um, so yeah, I shot it in June of 2019 and, uh, we didn't know what we were going to do with it. 
like we shot it we we hired a really cool wedding crew to film it because we wanted it to feel like a like right. a home wedding video kind of and we had no plan for distribution yet my director is pretty big like he um he's been a pr executive producer on like Orange is the New Black and Weeds and United States of Terra and I'm dying up here and Dirty John yeah. now he's on the morning show so he's like him and I worked together for years and years and years. We're pitching series together. So when when I offered this opportunity to him, he was like, yeah, I wanna direct my first comedy special with you. Yeah, I think that would give us leverage to then be able to sell other shows that we're creating. Um, and he was all in and like split the cost with me and he's just a badass. His name's Jonathan wow. Talbert. So, um, so we, got the edit done like I flew back to Wisconsin a couple months later and sat in the studio with the guys in Milwaukee and like went through the cuts because it was just one take I was gonna ask you so that I like I was gonna ask you that you just <laughs> yeah that was that it looked like it but then I'm like man like that's that's a lot of stress <laughs> to do, so like yeah for those of you, for those of you guys listening, obviously, or watch, or I don't know if I'm going to put it on, um, but usually when someone records an album or a special or whatever, they do they at do least at least a couple. Some guys do like three, four, four, but, five, yeah, because yeah. you just never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to hit. You never know if you're going to get a good audience yeah. moment. Like, you know, a good example of that I think is Aziz Ansari's latest one, where like you could like he you can th you can see the two different crowds he he got some good crowd work in one of the crowds yeah, and so yeah. they ended up using a lot of the cuts from that but like some specials you can't tell as much because they don't focus on the crowd but some they really do and then you can see where the cuts have to happen around that um so yeah um and I don't know if you ever played the friends game growing up where you would look for inconsistencies in like the show when they'd have the <laughs> hair behind the ear or whatever. But like, I notice that in certain people's comedy specials, like I'll notice where their like bodies different on stage or their like right. outfit moved a little bit. And so, you know, not, but it's not a bad thing. It's just very common practice. Um, but yeah, we had one take. And so it was definitely high stress, like I hosted it like a party. I hosted it like a wedding. So I greeted everybody that came in. I ate <laughs> with the people beforehand. Like it was, it was a lot to try to get in the right frame of mind to shoot it. And we had a, like two different little technical difficulties during my shooting. So I'd be like in the middle of a rhythm and I had warned the audience ahead of time, but like I'd be in the rhythm and then I'd see my director, like make a signal to me to go like back so I'd have to like, tell. Oh my God. So I had to handle that myself. Like there was nobody <laughs> like on the PA doing that. I had to go to my crowd and be like, sorry guys, I have to take that back. Will you guys just roll along with it? And they, then they did, you know, but oh my um, God. we had to do that like two different times. One of the times like was a reset to come back down and get the opening shot from two different angles. And then one of them was a, like a mic flop. And then one of them was I flop. I fumbled on like a word and just was like, I'm going to take it back. Cause it was like later in the set. Um, but that was it. I mean, other than that, it was just straight on through and uh, uh, pretty nuts actually. And um, so we got done you, with the, yeah. dude, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Did you have like anybody like open for you? Yeah. So that's, okay. what's, that's, what's really cool. So um, <laughs> 
a Madison comedian was recommended to me and I, him and I had crossed paths like one, maybe one or two times before this, um, named Jake Snell. And so he, op- he did my opening set for me. Okay. Um, and we are now dating. <laughs> oh shit. He's my boyfriend. <laughs> Wait, that's, oh my, I was like, I know that. I was like, I know that name. <laughs> yeah Wait, so hold, oh my god so, hold and on. I, so what many is, layers to this <laughs> this is it's so funny too because okay when I was still planning to actually marry my ex-fiance when I had met Jake it was at one of the comedy clubs like comedy on state in Madison and it was like a couple months before I was filming my special but I didn't know it was going to be my special yet it was still right. supposed to be my wedding right so when I met Jake I just really thought he would like I wasn't thinking about him in any sort of way yet because I was still with somebody else. But I was like, I like this guy. I don't know what it is about him. And he was like, yeah, you know, I'm the, you know, I know this and this. And he came highly recommended as a Madison comic, like one of the best in town. And I was like, hey, I actually want to have somebody roast people at my wedding. You should come and do it. So then cut to when our wedding is canceled, I hit him up and was like, do you want to host my special? (laughs) So not only did he host my special and he was dating someone else at the time too. um, But he helped me get a better deal with the venue because he had ran shows in that space. So he helped me knock off like a couple grand from my wedding costs. And, um, and then cut to, um, a year later in June of 2020, we're both single and we went and got a drink. And then I went back to LA for like almost five months. And so in November we were like, let's meet up. And like the first day we hung out, we just kept hanging out. Wow. <laughs> kind of crazy, right? <laughs> That's so, okay. So yeah. So, okay. So the first time you were on the podcast, you had just shot it. You guys were having some obviously trouble and whatever we kind of talked about mm-hmm. it on the podcast yeah uh, but then when you were on the last time I think we I had you on in the summer last summer at mm-hmm. some point um I don't remember the exact but I was that de- I was still on the farm so it was in the summertime mm-hmm. uh, but you were single so some like there's just but then ironically the guy who ended up posting is now the guy you're dating this is a lot I know there's a lot of layers a lot of layers yeah (laughs) and I'm sure it seems like weird to people from the outside because like my special is now coming out and in the special I was still engaged and we were still gonna like try like essentially what I was doing by shooting that was buying us time to like okay we don't have to use our wedding date maybe we can keep moving it and moving it and working it out and um you met my ex a number yeah. of times. Like yeah. he's, he's a really good guy. There's nothing wrong. We don't hate each other. Like it just, you know, it just yeah, fizzled man, it just, and died. Sometimes it just doesn't work out, man. I get it. I've been, we yeah. all, I've been through some, I mean, I, I met, I, I know, you know, the story, but like I met you after a breakup, but it was like the best thing because, you know, I've talked about it before, but like, meeting you made me want to do stand-up which is exactly Mm -hmm. which is exactly what I needed at that time because like you know I mean you guys were you guys were like what like eight nine years or something like nine years yeah long time so she and I were together for four years but like you know anytime still a long time yeah anytime you're with somebody for a long time you have just obviously loads of memories with each other and 
if you're the one that's like the most hurt, it's hard to do things that remind you of that person, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just couldn't like, I mean, you know, I loved going to Dodger games. I couldn't, it was, I, I still went to Dodger games, but like, it was hard because we went to a lot of games and I couldn't, there's so many places in Hollywood and LA, like so many things that I couldn't do. And stand up was like one thing that I, one, I always wanted to do, but two, like it was something that was removed from not, her yeah, memories, right? Yeah, nothing to do with her at Completely all. Completely new memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is, this is the thing I'm going to do now. And then, you know, I just buried myself in it and, you know, but it was just like, it's like fate, man. It's just so weird. Like, mm-hmm. all, like, and with, with 22 is remember who, what was uh, Eric and Albert, right? Those are their names. The guys from the gym. Yeah. 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 That mm-hmm. introduced me to like, I hated going to bars. I still hate going to bars. I know you mm-hmm. like going to bars. I do not <laughs> like going to bars, but like, I was so like, just like sad and lost that like, I would do anything that anyone invited me to just so I wouldn't be by myself. And that one night they're like, oh, we're going to go to we're do big wangs or something. I feel like. Yeah, it was something like you, that. And, and I met Laura the same night who I still mm-hmm. keep in touch with. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. it's just so crazy because I'd never like, if you, if someone today was like, Hey, we're going to go to this bar. I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> but like at yeah. that time and just like, I don't know. This is it crazy. was just t- perfect timing. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. And before COVID too, actually, I was at the parlor with my friend, Jacqueline Marfuji. Um, uh-huh. You know her too. And, um, yeah. and, uh, and whoever, whoever else I was with. And I ran into Eric. I hadn't seen him in years. He's still such a goof. He reminds me of like, like Corky Romano meets like, <laughs> like uh, the character Corky Romano. Because <laughs> um, like we ran into each other and he was doing all these accents and stuff. And right. I was just like, you're still so funny. Like he's just one of those goofy ass people. He's, he's out there. He, I, 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 out there. I feel like I saw him like playing Jesus or something in like a TV show or something i'm like interesting like is that fucking eric but like i just i lost contact with him like i think we're still friends on facebook but Mm -hmm. yeah i have a lot of people like that like over the years in la you know you just meet so many people like i i have a lot of those people that are kind of following my journey and so especially lately with like um, my special coming out and losing grandpa and all that stuff and my startup launching like i've been getting a lot of random messages from people like oh my god hey we've watched it and I'm like oh that's cool it's nice to see people kind of track your progress you know yeah it's like I mean the thing is it's like I know we talked about it before but like there's people that like you wait like like okay perfect example like you get an agent right and Mm -hmm. you get an agent and you're like okay well that's it like I got an agent so now like I'm set and it's like no you still have to do a lot of fucking work Mm-hmm. and and you're always you've always been somebody that did their own work like I don't even Ugh, know if so I mean I, I'm sure you have representation but like I would say that I don't know maybe you don't I don't know I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm, I'm assuming you do yeah uh, but you know it's the same thing like when people ask me like you know like oh like who books you know who books all your gigs I'm like I book most of them they're like well, don't you mm-hmm. have an agent like yeah I have like three booking agents but 90, maybe 80% of the, the jobs that I get are, I get mm-hmm. them myself. It's relation. It's a relationship driven industry. And people want to know that you're like easy to work with, that you're good at what you do, that you come recommended, that you have, I, I don't know. It's just so many layers, but yeah, I mean, I have, 
I have an amazing management team. Um, but everybody's got their own thing that they focus on for you. Like I, I do a lot of my own tour stuff myself because I, I really like, I don't know. I don't know a lot of people that tour the same way that I do in the sense that like I have friends all over and I like to kind of curate my tours around going to like see them. So I'll pick certain areas a lot of times. And that's why I go to St. Croix every year because I have my own like little following there and can like sell out there. Um, So it's just one of those, like, you know, I don't know. I like to kind of go poignant places and like make it an adventure. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, have you ever, uh, have you ever pointed to uh, Rush Springs, Oklahoma? No, not yet. Don't. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) Is it in the Bible Belt? Is that in the Bible Belt? 100% in the Bible Belt. I've only performed once in the Bible Belt and it was like eight years ago and it's my worst it's my worst stand-up memory. Really? It's, period. Uh, it's weird because there's it, that, that that's the name of the town that my girlfriend's from. Uh, that's not where I am right now. We're in the city, mm-hmm. but um, it's weird because there, yeah, it's very Bible built. But underneath that, there's a lot of like meth and heroin and mm-hmm. you know sexual predator and like just like like it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a weird dynamic but yeah <laughs> definitely yeah. Bible Belt. <laughs> yeah it's that whole area just kind of spooks me but um yeah and that like I learned that early on in my career that I didn't like to I didn't want to attach myself to bigger name people and tour like on their coattails essentially right. because um a women tended to not bring other women to open for them. It usually was always men I got offered from. And I never wanted to be put in a position that would be uncomfortable. There's very few men I trusted touring with. Um, And I didn't ever want to be put in a position where someone would like think that I was using something else to like get work. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I also wasn't single my entire LA career. So it like <laughs> helped keep that stigma away, but still people just make shit up. So I wanted to just not give them an option. Um, so it took a lot, it took a long time. It took a long time to like build the, build the, my own following and build up my own breadth of material and like figure out how I wanted to orchestrate my career that in a way that I actually really liked it, you know? Yeah. So, but that's kind of what this special kind of, set me up to be able to do which timing wise is great because now I've had like a year that was pretty quiet where I got to do a lot of writing and introspective thought (laughs) and then um has been hustling on writing new stuff lately yeah I spent like the first I don't know when when I didn't know when I was like when the pandemic started and I didn't know, like, it was not, we had no idea when I was going to get to do stand-up again. It was hard for me to write knowing that I'm like, well, I don't know when, like, I don't know if I'm going to feel the same way about this thing, you know, in five or six or seven, whenever I'm going to get back on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I remember, like, clubs kind of around here started to open, and I reached out to the booker, and I got a, I got a gig. And I was like, oh shit, like I need to, I need to write again. So I probably went mm-hmm. like 
I probably went like three or four, like the first three or four months and I didn't write. I, I just couldn't because I was just like, I just don't know how I feel about these things. But yeah, now, I know a lot of people that couldn't, honestly. And I, you know, at the time it was a lot of Zoom shows. Obviously that was all we had right. for a very long time. So I was trying to use it in a, like a fun way. So during that first chunk of pandemic, those first three months, I was here in Wisconsin at my parents' house where I am now. And I would set my family up behind my camera so they'd be like right here and then the zoom audience would be on the screen and I would like talk about my time with my family. So they got to laugh and then people got to laugh at that and okay. like see their reactions. And so, but I knew going into this year, I didn't want to have any pandemic material. Cause like, fuck that man. Like people are <laughs> tired of that shit. You know? yeah. So, so I, I had to start, um, luckily comedy on state opened, in March and so me and Jake have been going every week and getting up um new stuff and so just been forcing myself to put up new material every single week which is you know oh, that's great yeah flexing that muscle again you know yeah that's so, the thing like like being in LA you can you can write in the morning knowing that you're going to get up that night and so you're like all right cool like it, it's on like I'm gonna mm-hmm. write it I'm gonna try it out Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it does. And then tomorrow I'll do the same thing and over and over again. But like right now, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm getting up like maybe two or three times a week. If Mm -hmm. that. Uh, Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, it's a little different. I'm just like. But the cadence is different too. And like, I talked to a couple of close comedian friends of mine um, because, you know, usually I'm such a hustler my hustle will never change but I'm trying to just be smarter about it that's what 2020 really did with me um and my my boyfriend's been a big help with this as well just helping me like both of us just reevaluate what's important um there was part of that uh, part of that LA comedy scene rat race that felt like a hamster wheel where you just felt like you had to be busy to be busy I was getting to the point towards end of 2019 where I was nearing fucking full-on burnout because I had my Vegas show weekly. I was flying to Vegas every week. That's right. Plus, I had done like four different tours. Two of them were overseas. I had shot my special. I had performed in St. Croix again. Like, Plus, I had Boss going monthly in LA and New York. And like, that's a fuck ton of stuff. I was on a plane every couple of days. My relationship was falling apart. Like everything was really, really tough and had shot like a, I shot a mini series that year. I mean, it's just a whole bunch of stuff shot my pilot that year for the, one of the series I'm pitching. So it was just like, it was a lot. Um, so by the time everything shut down, part of me was like, right all right, let's reevaluate this hustle and make it a little bit smarter. <laughs> so right. I don't feel as bad not getting up seven, 10, 11 times a week like I used to. Now I'm like, all right. Like when we, when me and Jake did St. Croix in December, we did two shows, outdoor, socially distanced. They both sold out because I go every year. And the rest of the time, the rest of the six days we were there, we just fucking kicked it. And it was yeah. perfect. So, you know, like there is a element of that hustle that we do burn ourselves out by nature, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, I think, I think this is perspective, you know, like realizing that like, it's okay to like, 
want to spend time with your family for a few days or, Mm -hmm. you know, or with your significant other and like, you know, like, because, you know, my girlfriend and I spend a lot of time apart because, you know, she comes to Oklahoma a lot and I'm on the road a lot. So the fact Mm -hmm. that we've been together basically all summer and like we really have other than like when I do when I have gone on the road throughout this, you know, it's like it's like I kind of like like I still want to I'm still going to get up and I'm still going to do my thing. But like, yeah, like there is like I don't have to like get up just to like almost like to show everyone else that I'm getting up every night. Yeah, you know, that kind it, of it's thing. more for that. It's like, what are you doing for yourself? What are you yeah. doing to propel yourself forward? What What are you doing to achieve your goals? Um, rather than just to appear busy, to appear working. Right. Yeah, because I know the inner workings of the comedy scene, like we all do. And just because you appear busy, it doesn't mean that you are financially stable. It doesn't mean that you are, <laughs> you know, and so um, there's, there's that common thread of like, okay, what, what do we really need out of life here? And like, what, what can yeah. we accomplish and how can we make it actually worth our time and our, make our time valuable? What's so, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I have to ask you, cause I kind of don't know, but I know you launched your startup mm-hmm. recently and yeah, I don't think I know what it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you all about it. So, um, <laughs> so 2019, I shot the special, then we like edited it and got it packaged and, um, my management team connect like, and comedy dynamics wanted to distribute. So we were, um, we were kind of in talks of that towards the end of the year. And that's when my relationship was like straight fucking nose bombing. <laughs> and so, um, by January of 2020, we split and I was sitting up, you know, cause I was still kind of like staying in my fiance, me and my ex fiance's place technically for the first like couple weeks of the, of the year. I mean, I had all my stuff there for a little bit longer, but I was staying at a friend's house. Like after we split, I went and stayed at one of my best friend's houses. And then I was like touring a bunch. So mm-hmm. I just kind of would go to get stuff and then like, you know, whatever. It just worked out. Um, but uh, January of 2020, the night we split, I was sitting up late at night and was just like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, and I jokingly changed my wedding registry to Natasha and Natasha. And I was like, why can't I just still send this to people? Like, I'm going to need everything. I'm going to lose all my shit that I've had in LA, like all my furniture, the car, like, literally fucking everything. And so <laughs> then I came up with my breakupregistry.com and I spent all of 2020 over the pandemic, like figuring out how to launch a startup, a tech startup. I had, I have advisors that I got on board. I got involved with some startup tech companies to kind of guide me along the process. I have a couple mentors and then, um, interviewed some tech development teams. I saved up a bunch of money, um, ended up spending about a couple tens of thousands of dollars to build the infrastructure of this website. Um, really, really, it's really, really intricate because it's like financial ties, like a wedding, it's like a registry and a crowdfunding platform, which is really hard to build. So I hired a really good tech team 
and we finally launched the day my special dropped. We right. went live. 420. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it's called mybreakupregistry.com and it's for men, women, whoever, who, whatever you go by, it is designed for you. If you're going through a breakup, you can create a registry, make it shareable, have it fun to share with friends. You can crowdfund through your breakup, um, <laughs> specifically designed for people going through splits, which is so, really fun. Like, so people that like are going to lose a lot of their shit, yeah. they, it, they have a registry to like it's like the opposite of a wedding registry basically Mm -hmm, exactly and I didn't want it to compete with you know there's nothing on the market for something like this there's um you know kickstarter there's gofundme but gofundme is for like people with illnesses or like natural disasters there's nothing that makes people feel comfortable just like hey I'm going through a breakup help me the fuck out and so that's (laughs) what I (laughs) where was where was this eight years ago when I met you Natasha I know right well I'm making it now making it now so um so it's launched and it's still kind of in beta like I'm getting feedback from people right now I mean it's it's fully launched but um I'm going to be really really hustling on like the marketing side and applying for a couple accelerator programs so I'm like essentially just figuring it out as I go. Um, but trying to, trying to build it as like a, Hey, you know, you can turn your canceled wedding into a comedy special. You can turn your breakup into a, into a fun, shareable, like registry, like, you know, trying to, I always try to build something out of something negative. (laughs) No, you do a good job of that. Uh, what, uh, I'm assuming that gyms are open in Madison. I think so. I haven't been to a gym. I haven't been to an actual gym. Uh, me and Jake stayed in a hotel like two weekends ago and I went to that hotel gym. That was the first okay. gym I'd set foot in in like really? a year. And a, yeah. So are you still, I know you were running last time I talked to you a lot because uh, you're, you were still in LA last time I talked to you. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing? Yeah, I run like 30 to 35 miles a week and then I do yoga hip pilates um a lot of kettlebell training I flew one of my kettlebells back from LA oh wow great <laughs> yeah so like with um, you yeah I put I flew first class and you you don't have a weight limit so I just oh checked my it God. in the are you, wait are you serious <laughs> yeah. Natasha Natasha I've never and I don't I'm not embarrassed I've never flown first class before <laughs> You don't have a weight limit? Are you serious? You can just, your bag can be heavy as fuck. And it was, it just had wow. a full on fucking kettlebell in there. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I do classes. Um, I still have my moto yoga LA. They're oh, like okay. my favorite. Um, yeah. so I've been doing virtual with them. Okay. And then I do, yeah, just whatever, you know, the other day I went on a long ass bike ride cause it was beautiful out. And so I just, I kind of mix it up. Me and Jake okay. went golfing this week, you know? But um, mostly a mix of like hit Pilates, hit training, kettlebell and running. Yeah. No more hitting pads or anything like that anymore. I miss hitting pads. All my yeah. pads are in my storage unit in LA. Um, I just met somebody here in Madison who trains at a Muay Thai gym. And I was like, oh, fuck, maybe I'll get back into doing yeah. some pad work because I miss that. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't hit a punching. I mean, there's a punching bag at the gym, but I haven't like fucking mm-hmm. put, put gloves on and heard that since i know that slap oh yeah it's that. the best right it's the best it's sound so good when you hit it it's just like <laughs> i tell people like i just can't 
I can't describe it. It's like, I mean, I played baseball too. So like, it's very similar to when like you really hit a ball or when you really punch a fucking either a mitt or a bag, it's just like, ah, yeah. Um, Yeah. It's very satisfying. But you know what else I've discovered? And this is because of the pandemic. Uh, It's not really a physical, I mean, it's a physical activity, but um, ax throwing. Oh shit. I just did that. Yeah. I did that. um, It's the same feeling. When I went through my breakup, um, Ariel Kashanchi took me axe throwing and, uh, it was real good. Cause I was like, I was like wasting away like two, like, like a week without working out at all. And I was, she was like, you need to do something. (laughs) Axe throwing throwing was great. Oh my God. We had a blast. The place we went to, um, you could throw axes and then they give you a, they give you fucking ninja stars. (gasps) Oh. Yeah, ninja stars. Like I don't know what? about I don't know about girls, but every boy like in Has, the 80s wanted every, a fucking I was a huge ninja turtle fan. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Like, wanted to throw a ninja star and then they also had uh they had uh throwing cards, like there's like they're cards but they're metal and so they they throw and he gave us one more thing and I'm like, "Oh, this is this is fucking great, dude. This is the coolest <laughs> fucking thing." Um, so but also very much like it's that same feeling like you just feel like a like a, a weight's been lifted off of Yeah. You know, but Yeah, hell yeah. I highly yeah. recommend. It. There got to be sounds, a, Where which place do you go? Um so there's one by our house. Um there's a couple here in Oklahoma City, but um there's also I mean they're all over the place. There's one in NoHo. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, I went to one in Dallas. Um, so I go down, so, I go to down, I go so down. You guys Dallas still have your place in LA as well. Yeah. No, 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 you no, don't. No, no, okay. No, no, no. I do. Okay. I technically, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm an official resident of Oklahoma city. Um, my plan is, uh, you know, my girlfriend does the watermelons in the summertime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so we, we gave up our place uh, a few months ago. Um, but she always comes out here for the summer anyway. And so I don't want to move all my shit again. So my plan is at the end of the summer, after the melons are over to get our shit and go back. Um, however, there could be a scenario where I come back sooner than that, but it would just depend, but that's kind of my, my plan is at the end of summer to head back over there. That's kind of the same thing on, in my end, you know, like, the way the way that I feel right now, and trust me, I go in my waves and and <laughs> of because some days I'm like, some days I really feel like, oh, I miss LA. I I built my yeah. life there. Like I worked my ass off. I worked my ass off to build my friends and my blah blah blah. And I talked to my boyfriend about this, and he's fantastic about you know talking me off that ledge because when you do work to a certain point you can allow yourself the freedom to be wherever. Like, I feel like that. I'm like my two biggest things that I was working towards putting out are out. So I can just tour and like, see what opportunities arise. One of the TV shows I'm pitching is based in Chicago. And so like, you know, if we were to sell that, I'm like, fuck yeah, I would, I would live back in Chicago in a heartbeat because it's my favorite city. Um, The thing, the beauty of big cities in the U S or wherever the fuck is, couple hours and you can just get there yep you know it's a flight away and the cities aren't going anywhere I really feel 
Like I haven't missed shit in LA in the last well, we, like five, six months that I've. We definitely haven't, <laughs> but there is like a, you know, I mean, when I was back home, I didn't get to see as many people as I would have liked to. Mm-hmm. So there is a, that like, you know, but yeah. I mean, we have this, you know, and it's, it's, you know, it's something, it's not the same, but like, it's at least something, but mm-hmm. there is something about like, you know, I mean, your family's in Madison. So that makes sense. My family's back home in LA. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's that, but there's also like, I've still been doing comedy since I've been here. Like, so you can, you know, people want to be like, I talked to, we talk to comics. I talk to comics all the time and they ask me, you know, not that like I have a ton of like, I have, I can give people some advice. Like, you know, I can't, mm-hmm. tell, I can't tell them how to get a Netflix special, but I could tell them how to book road work and, you know, reach out to a club, yeah. whatever, you know, um, how to create press kits, how to do stuff to promote yourself. Yeah. Like there's things you can do for sure. Um, but like, the thing is, it's like people, a lot of people, when they say they want to do stand up, what they're really saying is they want to be famous. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm like, I just want to do stand up. So I, I don't need to live in LA because I can still do stand up from anywhere. I do the mm-hmm. road a bunch anyway. And being in Oklahoma, I've been able to drive to a lot more gigs because I'm in the center. I'm in the center of the country. You're right, right in the middle now. of everything. Yeah. yeah. Like we drove, I mean, it wasn't a great drive, but we drove to Minnesota and that was like a 10 hour drive, which I don't recommend, but mm-hmm. like it would be, you know, you couldn't even think about doing that from LA. You'd have to fly yeah. or, and I drove to El Paso, which is another 10 hour drive. And same thing. It's like, I can still do comedy. So I don't feel like I'm not missed. That's what's made being here. Okay. Is that I'm still doing comedy. If I wasn't doing comedy, yeah. I'd be like, I got to go back right now. Yeah. But the fact is I'm still doing it and you know, nothing's going to change. I'm still going to keep doing it. I'm still going to, you know, so I don't know. It, it's, it's, this is the first time in my life, honestly, that I've ever been like, I could, I could live somewhere else. I really could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never, never thought yeah. that Yeah. Well, and, and I hadn't really thought that before either, but kind of, I never had to because I'm such an adventurer. So I was always traveling. Um, so I never really felt that like, oh, I'm like, I always missed LA a little cause I was gone enough and I, I never missed right. other places cause I'd be there a lot like New York or, you know, just Chicago, you know, like overseas. I don't know. And so, um, but now I feel that way too. Like finally also I have a partner who's willing and interested in traveling with me, which I've never had. I've always had that travel bug alone. Right. So it kind of like, you know, obviously that didn't feed into the like wellness of my last relationship. Cause I just, I knew to be satiated. I had to like infuse my work with travel and then like other projects. Like I just like that mix of stuff. And, um, so it's really amazing to be with somebody who's on board with that. So we're like, we're like subletting a furnished, really sick place for the summer in downtown Madison. We're, oh, tra- we're traveling a bunch. I'm like headlining in, um, well, Mankato this weekend, we're doing a bunch of shows, him and I together in Austin the week after, um, we've got like DC coming up, New York, we've got Naples, Florida, Miami, Key West, um, 
bunch of really cool stuff on the docket for the summer. Um, maybe even Hawaii. And then, um, and then, yeah. And before we, and then he, he runs Madison comedy week. So we've got like a ton of Madison and local stuff, Chicago, and then summer will be done. And we're like, who knows what'll have transpired by then. Maybe some right. really cool opportunity will come up and we just have the freedom to go wherever. So it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at too. Like, I mean, like my plan, I mean, if, if 2020 taught, taught us anything, it's like, we can plan stuff, but like, maybe be able to adjust a little bit like Mm -hmm. stuff doesn't always go to plan and so my plan now is to like I said what I said but you know at the end of summer things might be different I'm like "Ah, maybe I don't need to rush back right away maybe I can I'm still doing what I'm doing because you know I I told you I'm I'm shooting I don't want to call it a special but like I'm shooting something here in Oklahoma City Mm -hmm. at at the end of summer Um, and I'm excited about that because it's just I'm just excited because it's going to yeah, be Yeah, because it's, it's fucking be awesome. cool. It's yeah. cool. It's, be, it's fun to be able to showcase where you're at in your career and put it out to the world. And yeah, it's, it's scary a little bit, but it's really awesome to be able to do. And, um, you know, life just feels like, I don't know what's important. It's just like, it's just, it just feels different. Like I have friend, a lot of friends that I respect that are, that have like, built their own businesses they're entrepreneurial they've like created their own type of freedom and that's really what I try what I'm trying to do with the mix of yeah um the entertainment stuff that I've been doing forever plus this new startup um you know one of my friends just went to visit Hawaii recently and fell in love with it and she just bought a one-way plane ticket with her partner and they're like in Hawaii just kicking (laughs) it because she can work from wherever and like you know um so it's just, it's just cool. I think a lot of people are figuring out like what actually makes me happy. Yeah. And I want to do that thing, you know, and, and not worried about what the appearance of that is anymore. And, or at least people that I respect. (laughs) No, I get it. Um, Okay. So I told them the name, the the name of your special is called, I was supposed to get married today. Mm -hmm. Right. Or yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's available on, I know it's available on Amazon, Apple, mm-hmm. where else can people get it? It's, it's by comedy dynamics. So it's also available on like dish and spectrum and like, um, anything under the comedy dynamics channel, they have a bunch of like paid places you can go and purchase. Okay. Um, Amazon and Apple are the two most accessible. Um, I'm encouraging people that watch to leave reviews because <laughs> oh I got... shit yeah I didn't know that I didn't leave a review I think I can still leave one you can, can probably still leave one did you get yeah. it on Apple or Amazon 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 yes go yeah. do that because because nobody like I've I've gotten a lot of downloads and streams like it's doing really well but nobody's leaving reviews um, and See, that's really important <laughs> so I tell, I tell I every episode of this podcast. And my other podcast, for that matter, I tell mm-hmm. people leave a review. It helps. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know why that's part of the algorithm, but it is, man. It's it is. not. It's not they, enough. They want to see that common like bump yeah. up. And um, yeah, I got in my head a little bit today because you know, just like internet comments or whatever. But there was two people that spammed my Amazon review. <laughs> It's like two, it's almost the same name. It's Mr. Blah, blah, blah. And Mrs. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like shitting on me. And I was like, dude, you guys probably didn't even watch the special. But anyway, so I was like, oh, now I need to encourage people that actually watched it 
to leave the actual kind of review, not right. like fucking spam bots. But oh, I hate that that happens. But oh, whatever. Yeah, I know. That's so weird. You I know. know. I'm sorry. Oh, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it's just, you know, when it, when something's fresh and you put it out and you're excited, you're like, oh, yay. And then I just, right. I went on there today and I was like, I, why, why <laughs> you guys have no idea when people spam you too. It's like, you have no idea what went into this. Go fuck right. yourself. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so leave an actual review. That would be okay, Yeah. Leave a review for the <laughs> Watch it. You guys, I promise it's awesome. And you'll be supporting a friend. Uh, <laughs> You're going to be in where this weekend? I'll be headlining in Mankato and Jake will be with me. Um, Is that in Wisconsin? Mankato, Minnesota. So it's like an hour south of the Twin Cities. Okay. Um, One of my best friends from high school lives there. I went to school up in the Twin Cities. So um, the crowd there is just like good Midwest, like really great place to kind of run your new stuff. So I'm, yeah. I'm guinea pigging with the Mankato audience and it's going to be kind of the okay. precursor to my kickoff summer tour of the special. So, All right. That's yeah. Awesome. I've, yeah. I've only done, I mean, I've done Minnesota and Rochester, Minnesota, but I love, you probably performed there uh, in Duluth. Which club? It's not a club. It's like, a, it's like, it's one of those funny business runs. No, uh, I haven't done Duluth. I didn't do Duluth with Funny Business. I only did a couple runs when I was signed with Funny Business before I <laughs> didn't do it. Before you were like, I'm doing it myself. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. Yeah. You know, it is it is what it is, man. So there's some great ones and then there's some not so great ones. You got to do the not so great ones in order for them to book you on the great ones, at least at my level. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. the, Duluth is always like, I guess it's like, I think there's a college there. It's this cute little like town. Like it looks like something out of like, like a TV show, like in the middle of this, like very woodsy kind of, but I always sell so much shit at this place. I want (laughs) to say, I want to say it's called, it's called, it's like an, it's like an Irish pub, but they have this room in the back and they do comedy on like, I think it's Saturday. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, you know, it's not like a bar show, like, people buy tickets to go into the room to watch the comedy show. So like, they know why they're there. Mm-hmm. And I always, it's just always so much fun. And I, I, I just know that they always buy all kinds of shit there. It's awesome. You'll like, have to tell me when you think of it. Cause it's, that's it's an called, area. Uh, no, it's called Dublin. 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 It's spelled weird. It's spelled like, I want to say it's dub and then L I N H I think. Oh, uh, weird. It's an Irish spot, but it's it's really fun. And like cool. I said, I've done it a few times. But um, Yeah. In my summer run, right after I shot the special, I did um, Mankato and I did Sisyphus in Minneapolis. And I love oh, that yeah, yeah. space. That's the, and they just that's the brewery, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah. have a whole comedy club in the back and it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. That's what I heard. So um, definitely want to do another like run up there. So maybe I'll add Duluth to the next one. Yeah. Do it, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, okay so Natasha I was supposed to get married today is out everywhere that she just named uh you can follow her at mph comedy everywhere right Mm -hmm. I'll put it mphcomedy.com that's links you to all my special my startup everything okay Um, and and I'll I'll put it in the show notes and then you guys can follow her if you aren't already uh thank you so much Um, I'm gonna press pause and then um 
All right, guys. Thank you. It was been Natasha and I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>